Hello and welcome to the Steph Sansaro podcast. My name is Steph and it is such a pleasure to have you here with me. This podcast is a space for open and honest conversation, a space for my guests and I to lean into vulnerability and to talk about things that are really important to us and things that we want to raise awareness for. And today, it's just you and me. Today, we are going to be chatting about a few important ways to start your day. And at the request of some beautiful people, today we're going to be talking about rituals, so a morning routine, and journaling, and we're going to touch on gratitude as well. So these are all things that I include into my morning to start my day in a really positive way. Now I thought I'd start off by giving you a little bit of a rundown on my morning. Now, before we get into it, I just want to say that everything that we talk about in today's podcast is in no means a recommendation. None of these podcasts are. They're just a space for exploration, for storytelling, for open and honest conversation. So if at any time you feel like you want to adapt one of these things, I would definitely say talk to a healthcare professional before you do and to see if it really works right for you because we're all different and it's all going to work differently for you and for me. So how do I start my day? Hmm. Well, first thing I do is I actually allow my body to wake up naturally. I don't need to be anywhere at the moment. I'm really, really blessed that I have time in the morning to freely allow my body to wake up naturally. And well, I'm lucky that I do because it wakes me up between six and seven every single day, depending on how much my internal mind and subconscious knows that I want to wake up and watch the sunrise. So this morning I woke up very close to six and I was able to see like the gorgeous pink sky and, you know, listen to the birds and it was really, really glorious. Whereas other days, you know, maybe I sleep in a little bit and that's okay too. I've definitely not been using alarm for the last year and it's a trust that I've grown within my body to wake me up when I need to. And even if I have an appointment now in the morning, I don't set an alarm because I genuinely trust my body will wake me up when it needs to. And that's a trust you have to grow. That was, you know, not something that came overnight, but I gave it a shot and my body always proves to wake me up when I need to. I've never really been someone that's enjoyed the, the snooze button. I think I had a boyfriend in you know high school that would set one for every 15 minutes for an hour and would just continue on and on. Oh my gosh, that just has to be like the worst way to wake up. And I can't think of anything worse than starting the day with that like anxiety of, oh my gosh, it's the alarm that like scares you awake. So mm, that's maybe why that relationship didn't work out. No, I'm just kidding. So once I've woken up, the first thing that I do is actually make my bed. And this may sound like a really mundane thing, but when I was listening to Lewis Howes' podcast, The School of Greatness, this is the first podcast that I ever actually listened to a couple of years back. I definitely recommend it. He is amazing. He basically spoke about starting your day off with a success mindset. And the first thing that you can do to create this mindset is to actually make your bed because you've just achieved something within the first minute of having your eyes open. So that in theory, is supposed to ripple out throughout the day and to create this beautiful, successful day. 
The next thing I do is come upstairs and at the moment my routine is a little bit different. So I'm probably going to talk about that rather than what I used to do because this is the present moment and this is really what's working for me at the moment. I'm actually doing a yoga immersion at the moment. It is called 40 Days and 40 Nights and it is being run by Beck who runs Zero Point Yoga in Ocean Grove. Now it's completely online and we've been doing a session every single Sunday and learning about tantric yoga and psychotherapy. It's half and half. And I have to say, this is probably one of the most beneficial things that I've ever done. It is helping lift my knowledge in all areas of things that I'm so interested in and human behavior and yeah, just the way we behave, think and act and where it all comes from and you know, it's all within. (laughs) So in saying that, for the last 40 days and 40 nights, we have been involving ourselves in different rituals in the morning, a set of kriyas, which are cleansing elements. We do a physical practice of some tantric yoga asanas. And I guess I'll run you through a little bit of what I'm doing at the moment. I have one week to go. So for the last couple of weeks, I've been coming upstairs and first thing I do is the kriyas. So these cleansing elements. So first thing I start off with is tongue scraping. And I know that sounds really weird and you're probably thinking, huh, what is that? But you grab a spoon from the cutlery drawer and you scrape your tongue. Now it's supposed to help in, you know, removing the impurities from your mouth that have been housed in there overnight. And to second that, we then move on to oil pulling. So once we've scraped our tongue and, you know, put down the sink and, you know, gotten rid of all of that, we will do a teaspoon of coconut oil in our mouth and we'll wait for it to go soft because here in Australia, it's actually hard at the moment because it's cold. And you'll swish that around your mouth for 10 minutes. Now I've heard this in other means before, I think in articles and online and, you know, coconut pulling being extremely popular for, you know, dental hygiene and bad breath and things like that. And, you know, we're doing it to cleanse the impurities from the mouth and to, you know, set the tone of what will come in our mouth throughout the day and also what will come out of our mouth in perhaps the words that we use and all of that type of thing too. So while I'm doing that, that's swishing around for 10 minutes, we are focused to do a little activity. Now we start off the day by writing three things that we are grateful for and three things that will make today great. Now I'm a big fan of gratitude and I've been practicing gratitude daily for maybe a year and a half, two years. It wasn't something that was ever a thing to me. I'd never even heard of it before until you know, those couple of years ago when a friend just said, well, why don't you write a gratitude list? And I was like, what is a gratitude list? But now it's something that I do every single day to the point where I don't even write a list anymore. I just speak my gravity, speak my gratitude in my mind as the day is progressing when something really beautiful happens. But as a part of this course, we start the day with a really high vibration of gratitude. Now, three things It can be anything from, you know, I'm grateful for my cup of coffee or I'm grateful for my partner. I'm grateful that I got to see the sunrise this morning. Anything like that. It doesn't have to be large things. It can just be really simple and humble things too. 
Now the next thing is three things to make today great. And I really hope I'm not sharing too many secrets from this course, but these are things that we have to accomplish throughout our day. It's very similar to a to-do list, but these things are sort of going back to what we were saying before about the success mindset. Now these things we have to tick off. Now they're something that we're training our subconscious and you know our mind to believe that we can achieve, that we can do. We're training that part of us. Now that's the whole point of achieving them each day. And if we don't achieve them, well then we're kind of telling ourselves that you know we're not successful and that we're not achieving. Now, when I write a normal to-do list that has about eight things on it, I have a speculation normally that just says, it's okay if you don't complete these things, you can just complete them tomorrow. But this is definitely something that you want to achieve, these three things. They're something that we have to achieve each day. And I'm not going to lie, some days I don't achieve them. And I just know, I'm like, oh, I'm not doing myself any favors here. That's going to come back to bite me. But each day I'm going to try a little bit harder to accomplish just those three things. It sounds a lot more simple than it actually is. So once I've done that, I'll do some journaling. I love to journal. I do it every single day. Now... I'll go into detail a little bit later about how I journal. It's not anything special and I'm definitely not an expert, but I thought maybe it might give a little, you know, hints in the right direction for you if you're just starting out. Now, after I've done my journaling, I will spit out the coconut oil into the bin and I will head over to the mat to begin some yoga. Now, we have learned some different asanas and different yoga postures and we've actually relearned a lot of them so a lot of stuff that i learned when i was in my training in india doing my ytt training last year i've had to unlearn temporarily different alignment different you know just different sun salutations a lot of different stuff and it's been a challenge my my mind had so much resistance towards learning a new way of doing things because it's just so so much easier to stay the same and to think that we know better so I've had to really push to move through that resistance and to actually do what this course is required of me because well no I don't know best this is the point of the course is to learn something new and to grow a little deeper so I've had to learn different sun salutations and we're learning different yoga postures as well. So these are very traditional tantric postures and they've been brilliant. Now this whole series and this whole sequence is built along kundalini energy. So we've learned a lot about chakras and you know energies and which way the energy is going to direct into and what parts of our body to focus energy into. And it's just been mind blowing. It's something that I've been so interested in for such a long time, but I've actually never really done any study or work in. I always just thought it was something that would come to me. And I guess it has in the form of this course. So now when we do our yoga postures, we're focusing in on those parts of our body and opening up different chakras. And it's just such a different way to do yoga. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm loving it so far. So. We're starting off with six warm-up exercises, which we do to awaken the body. And then we head into those asanas. Now, this can go anywhere between an hour to an hour and a half, depending on how many you actually do. 
it is designed to be in one whole sequence but you know sometimes we just don't have the time so that's okay i love this part of my morning this whole like morning routine you know starting the day by moving your body i just think it's so important you know get the limbs moving the blood flowing the lymphatic system operating i know that movement is so important for my mental health i have gone through periods of time where I've decided not to prioritize moving and exercising and I've felt the difference. I know that my mind operates better when I move. So for me, it has to be a non-negotiable now. Move your body once daily. It just has to be a thing. Otherwise, I start to notice those decreases in my mental health. Now, on that line, another thing that really helps keep me in that really beautiful mindset and headspace is fueling my body with nourishing food. And to me, Mm -hmm. that means focusing on a plant-based diet. So I'll start off my morning after I've done all my yoga. I will go and I will start cooking some breakfast and it will generally be something packed with greens, mushrooms, sun-dried tomatoes and some Spanish onion and maybe a dollop of hummus or some avocado or something like this. Just like a big bowl of goodness with, you know, lots of sweet, weird flavors in there. And then obviously hummus, best thing ever. Avocado, best thing ever. Like how can you go past those two things? So let's move on to journaling. So many, so many, so many different ways to journal. And like I said earlier, I'm definitely not an expert. I'm just someone that's been writing for a really long time. Most of my life I've used writing as a tool of, you know, self-exploration and to really think about what it is that's happening within my internal system, what's going on within my mind and what's happening within my body and how am I dealing with it emotionally and how is it then affecting me physically? So I guess if I was to give you a little bit of a template about what my journal looks like, it really took me a while to create this, but I guess I always started off with gratitude. This was a really easy prompt. So, you know, I am really grateful for my friend. She's been really helping me this week. Cool. From there, I've started with appreciation. And then, but what has she been helping me with? So I talk about a situation. So with my chronic fatigue, it's been really debilitating and she brought me groceries and helped me cook dinner. For that, I feel really, really grateful for. But then I need to talk about a feeling. So my chronic fatigue has been making me feel really hopeless. Like no one understands, like no one thinks I'm telling the truth and people just believe that I'm tired cool so I've spoken about a feeling well what happens from here generally I like to explore it a little bit more I like to validate it I like to say but it's okay because what I'm going through is really really tough I have had a hard year I've experienced sickness now for the last nine months Yeah, yeah, this has been really, really tough. You know, I'm doing the best that I can to get through this. You know, maybe I'll go and see an endocrinologist or I'll go and see my GP to see if there's anything more that I can do. Maybe that'll help me get better because I do really want to get better. 
So after I've sort of had this big journal and, you know, I've talked about my feelings and I've tried to validate my situation and I've reflected upon, you know, different things that have happened in the week potentially, what I always do is I end my journals with affirmations. Now, affirmations in my journal context are always in I am statements or I have statements. So if I'm using this chronic fatigue template, then I would be saying, I am healthy. My life is filled with abundance. My life is filled with success. I am worthy of health. I am good enough. These type of statements. These are incredibly powerful manifestation statements and I think they're wonderful. I have my three affirmations on my phone screen, my bathroom mirror, and I also repeat them whenever I'm in a moment of silence or I'm in the car and I just randomly think of them. So I'll repeat them back to you, back to myself, sorry, in my mind and to reaffirm them. So I always end my journal on this positive note. And at the moment, I do have those three affirmations that I'm working with. So they will always be at the bottom of my journal. Now, I suppose journaling can be done in a multitude of ways. Sometimes I start off by simply writing, I am feeling really disappointed and really upset. And then I'll talk about why. And then I'll go through that validation process again and try and work out why I'm feeling that way and allow myself to know that it's okay. This is a part of my human experience. It's just a way that helps me get clear on what's happening within me and potentially put in a few future steps as like, what can I do to change this? You know, I know maybe two weeks ago, I journaled about the fact that I noticed that I'd been leaning towards binge eating. So I would go back to the pantry and I'd eat even though I wasn't hungry and then I'd sit on the couch and mindlessly eat it. And I remember journaling about this and thinking, I'm starting to become a little bit unhappy with the way that I look because I've been binge eating and this hasn't made me feel really good within myself. And then I started to think, well, oh, you know, I haven't been feeling the best mentally because I've actually been feeling quite a bit of grief and it's been making me feel very sad and all of this sort of stuff. So as you can sort of see, I'm understanding and validating why I've been binge eating and why these negative feelings have come about. And then I think, ah, yeah, that's completely valid. I've been trying to comfort myself with food by binge eating but what can I do to comfort myself otherwise can I take moments to myself can I have moments of the yoga mat instead can I take myself for a walk or can I call a friend to you know confide in you know what can I do what is the most loving thing that I can do in that situation and then of course finish that journal entry with some really lovely affirmations. I am beautiful just the way I am. I am perfect at this weight. All of those types of things that make you feel as though you are happy and loving within your current situation or that you have the ideal future situation in your present moment. 
that's that's just how I do it and there are some wonderful resources to journal from lots of guided journals um, they are wonderful I've just been given a grief journal by Jo Beths um, and my beautiful Kim she bought that for me so I'm very very grateful and that's just the most stunning thing and it gives you ideas on how to start writing because I know that writing can be really really tough for people they don't know what to say so these can be a better option I think that writing can be a really beautiful tool for understanding yourself better it can be a great tool for documenting things you know I documented all the way through my travels and wrote about people that I've met and experiences that I had and things that I never wanted to forget. I did actually journal all the way through the passing of my nan and leading up to it. And that was a powerful thing because I feel as though by getting out everything that I wanted to say onto the paper, talking about how hard it was and how it made me feel and all of that, it was like I was actually helping heal myself. I was living through the trauma, writing it out, reflecting upon it, and then validating myself to the point where I felt as though it kind of helped me cope a little bit better in the aftermath of that. So I guess my tips for journaling are, if you're just starting out, maybe it's easier to start with gratitude. What are things that you are grateful for today? Can you talk about how you're feeling? Can you talk about event that is happening in the week? something that may have sparked an emotion, made you angry or upset or disappointed or made you really happy or maybe something really exciting happened. Maybe just start documenting it, just writing it out and see what happens from there. Maybe something will flow. Maybe you find it really interesting to put your affirmations at the bottom. Maybe they make you feel a little bit more at peace and content within yourself for the day ahead. It's completely up to you however you choose to use your journal. But this has really been a really, really beautiful way for me to sort of guide myself in a little bit of self-therapy. You know I love therapy and I talk about it all the time. And I'm very blessed because I found someone who is just a magical. And she's just a wonder. But she'll listen and she's brilliant. And she helps me, you know, map things out and thoughts in my mind. And my journal also helps me do that. We don't always have access to our therapist. So I think journaling can be a really good thing to do on the side as well as therapy. Now, that's pretty much all I really wanted to talk to you about today. Apart from including gratitude into your day, regardless of whether or not you're journaling or not. Because gratitude is said to be one of the most elevated emotions. So I think that by choosing gratitude and being thankful for the things that we do have, and perhaps not dwelling on the things that we don't have, that it can really help lift our day and definitely help lift our vibration into those positive and happy feels, becoming the person that everyone wants to be around and feels good around. Because ideally, we want to help the other people around us too, but we can't do that if we're not helping ourselves. So that's how I start my day, that's how I journal, and that's how I practice gratitude. Now, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and that it was interesting for you. I know that I probably talked a lot longer than I thought I was going to. And I thank you so much for your patience in waiting for this podcast because I know that I promised to put it out a month ago 
but I just needed some time to myself to nurture and to honor my situation you know in my own life and as a mental health podcast I think it's okay to share this but I needed some time to go within and to actually really care for myself and the people around me and in my close circle and that needed to be done very privately and I'm really 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 humbled that you have all showed up and listened to this episode today and I thank you for your patience. Before you head off don't forget to hit the subscribe button so that you're notified each and every time I release one of these wonderful podcasts with my beautiful guests and if you have the time I would love a heartfelt review on iTunes in the podcast app that would just be so wonderful and it would mean so much to me. I thank you all for being here again and I will see you all in my next episode.